The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Lunishmat Morzikini Yosef Ben Sarab. We begin today's daf on Chavav Amud and we are starting with Ve'amad Abba. It is three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten lines from the bottom. Ve'amad Abba, Zara Keli Meroshagag. The person took a keli and he threw it. Off the roof. And as it was airborne, somebody came with a stick and broke it. Patur. So the one that broke it with the stick is exempt. Why? He broke a broken vessel. The vessel was destined to break anyway. If he just would have let it fall, it was going to break. So the fact that it was in the air and he broke it does not obligate him to pay. He is indeed patur. He threw a keli off the roof. But when he threw it, there was cushions on the ground. The cushions would break the fall of the keli and therefore they would not break. Somebody, after it left his hand, came and moved the cushions away. Or, Kadam Bisilkan. Or he himself went and moved them away. For example, he had a long string attached to it. So after he let it go, he moved the pillows with the string. Patur. In that case, he is also exempt. He does not have to pay. Maitama. Be'idnad shadya. At the time that he threw it, his arrow came to an end. Meaning, with the time that he threw it, according to what he did, it should have broke. Only after it was on the way down, when it left his hand, when the arrow, so to speak, left his possession, then already he moved it. That's only called a gerama. That's only non-direct. That's a gerama ben ezikin. Therefore, also is going to be patur. The Amaraba zarak tinok meroshagag. He threw a child off the roof. Uba acher vekibelo besayif. There was a guy on the bottom of the roof. He received the child with a sword, which means if they wouldn't let the child fall, he would have died on the ground. Instead, this guy had a sayif, a sword, and he stabbed the kid. So we have a machloket amongst the Tanaim. <coughs> the Tanya 
היכו עשרה בני אדם בעשרה מקלות. They beat up a guy with ten sticks. Ten guys beat him up with ten sticks. Men bevat achat, whether they did it all together, men bezeh achar zeh, or whether they did it successively, peturim, he died. But they are patur. Why? Rashi. Deba'inan shiyakeh kol nefesh. Badam. Kol ha-nefesh. Ve'en kan makeh kol ha-nefesh. Which means what the Torah says, Yehayab mitah, it's only when you kill kol nefesh. Here, they didn't kill kol nefesh. Each one took part of the nefesh. Because it was a joint of ten people. And therefore, peturim from mitah. Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera Omer, when each guy gives him a beating, the father, the tenth guy gives the final blow and he kills him. Hayav, why? Because he brought his death closer. According to the Biudab Betera, you don't have to kill the whole nefesh. You have to kill kol dehu of the nefesh, even part of the nefesh. That's she top line. Second line. Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera Hayav ze shekibelo besayif Mepene shekirev et mitato Which means, according to Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera The one that received the child besayif He preempted his death Which means, if he would have let him fall to the ground He would have died on the ground He brought his death closer Just like the tenth guy that hit him He was going to die anyway But when he hit him He brought the death closer So therefore <coughs> He's Hayab. Similarly, the guy that received the child Besayif is also Hayab. Next case. Bashor the Kibelo Bekarnav. What's that case? The guy threw the baby off the roof. Instead of a guy meeting it with a Sayif, a Shor came and gored it and killed it with its horns. Netanya, as we know, Shor Mazik or Shor Ha-Horeg, the owner has to pay Kofir. The question is, Kofir of who? Kofir of the Mazik or Kofir of the Nizak? Kofir is a value. The value of the one that did the damaging or the value of the one that was damaged. So the Gemara says, Venatan pidyon nafsho deme nizak. Rabbi Ishmael ben Osh, Rabbi Yohamim ben Okamir deme mazik. And therefore, in this case over here, the nizak was a baby. A baby has no value. And therefore, it'd be patur from kofir. But if you say it's the value of the mazik, the mazik is the owner of the shore, and therefore would have to pay kofir. So the mahlog it over here is, how do you evaluate the kofir payment? Is it the main mazik, or is it the nizak's value? The has no value, it's a baby. Therefore, according to that opinion, there's not no payment over here. The owner of the shore does not pay anything. Mashiach, if you say, the main mazik, the owner of the mazik, the owner of the shore has a value. Therefore, he pays his kofir to the inheritors of the one that he damaged. Well, the family. Ve'amar Rabbah. 
נפל מראש הגג ונתקע באישה. He landed on a lady, but inside a lady. Meaning, it was like a bi'ah. He fell from the roof. Hayav bedale devarim. So he has to pay before, uh, before payments. We're talking about over here where he fell, beruach mesuya. Which means he's a posheya. And we learned earlier that whenever somebody does something bifshi'ah or b'mezid, you have to make all the payments. He doesn't have to pay boshet because he didn't have kavana, but he has to pay the other payments because he was a mezid, because he should have anticipated on a normal wind that he's going to fall off. <clears throat> but if that lady was his yebama, would such a bi'ah, you're not koneha. Meaning, if another brother would make ba'amar now to this lady, she's asura to him now, and she goes to the one that made the ba'amar. Why? It's a bi'ah. And we learned in Yibamot, that even in Yibamah, b'shogeg, or b'ones, is considered a bi'ah, but that's only because at least the guy over there had kavanah for a bi'ah. <coughs> Here, he didn't have kavanah for bi'ah. Here he fell off the roof. He happened to land where he landed, but it wasn't a kavanah for bi'ah. So for yibum, lo kana. Gemara explains. Hayav benezek besabiri pui beshevet. Because he's considered poshaya. Aval boshet lo. Why? Because the rule is, you only pay boshet if it was done bekavana. Here it was not done bekavana. How do you know? Ditan eno hayav ala boshet ad shiem bitkaven. That's a rule. Ve'amadaba dafal merosh agag beruah she'ena mitzuya. That's an uncommon wind, which means he's not a poshaya. He shouldn't have anticipated it. Vezik ubiyesh, and he damaged and he embarrassed the guy at the same time when he landed on him. Hayav ala nezik, because nezik you always hayav on, even if you did it b'shogeg. Upatur bedale devarim. Why? Because since you weren't in mezid, you patur from dale devarim. That's the rule of dale devarim. But if it was a common wind, we should have anticipated it. <coughs> and he fell off the roof, he's considered a mezid. Why? Because he did not have. What does it mean, the tapeh? Rashi says, After already started falling. He wanted to break his fall a little. So he turned mid-air, so he land more comfortably. Then already the guy's kavanah is to damage now. Now he's trying to land on the guy to land on him, to break his fall. So he, he maneuvered as he was falling. Then already it's kavanah to mazik. He has to pay boshit as well. Then it says, hayab afala boshit. Netanya, how do you know that boshit is depending on we're talking about a lady over here. That law, there's a fight between two men. So a lady wants to come up and stop the fight. So what does she do? The Torah says, 
she outstretches her hand, and she grabs his private parts. Now, that'll stop him from doing whatever he's going to do, but it also is embarrassing for him. So the Torah says, it says, she sent her hand. What does it mean? She sent her hand and she grabbed. Of course, if you send your hand, you grab. Why does that have to say, Which means, On purpose she went over there. Which means, On that spot was intentional. That's why it says, I mean, she knew what she was doing. When the time she just sent her hand out? Her intention was to hold on over there to damage. Even though she not kavanat she has to pay for busha. Because so long as you had kavanat to damage busha, you pay. Even though you don't have kavanat to bebayesh, her kavanat was to stop the guy. So long as you can prove intent of damaging busha is paid. But this guy that fell off the roof, he didn't intend to fall off the roof, but he has to pay because you're a poshaya. It was a regular wind that blew you off the roof, but it wasn't kavanat to damage. Therefore, he does not have to pay Bouchard. But if he twisted and turned on the way down, that shows you what he was intending to land on the guy. If he wants to break his fall, then he would have to pay the Bouchard payment as well, because it was Kavana and Azik. A guy takes a coal, and he puts it on his friend's heart. A hot coal. And the guy dies. Patur. <laughs> Why? Because you should have taken it off. The way should have keep it on your heart. The guy's a human being. Take the coal and remove it. <laughs> but if he burnt his garment, Hayav. <laughs> What's the difference? Now she says, no, well, she doesn't say, but the simple logic is, you burnt my garment, take him to Betin and get paid. Both these statements that Abba said are actually mishtayot. <clears throat> the case where you put the coal on the guy's heart, did not. <clears throat> you push the guy in the fire. Or you drown him in the water. And you didn't give him a chance to get out, vamet, and then he died, hayav, because you caused him to die. But if you pushed him in the fire, or you pushed him into the water, and he could have escaped, but he didn't, vamet, patur. That's the same case of the coal. If the guy was able to take the coal off his chest, so he, and he didn't, so he brought his own death. So that was going to be patur for killing him. Similarly, you drown the guy in the water, you put your hand on his head, he couldn't get out. If he dies, you But if you just threw him in the water, and he could have gotten out himself, and he didn't, then you patur. Big door, which is the case of Beged, did not. Kera'o et kisuto. You ripped your friend's kisut, his suit. Shavar et... I'm sorry. A guy tells his friend, he told his friend, I'm telling you, I'm giving you permission. Rip my garment. 
or he tells him, Shevar et Kadi. Shevar et Kadi. Break my card. Break my jug. Hayav. He has to pay. And he can't say, but you told me to do it. Yeah. I meant, break it, and I'm taking you to court. <laughs> and you'll pay. That's what I told you. I didn't tell you anything. Almenat liftor patur. But if he says, rip my shirt on the condition that you'll be patur, then already he's patur. Because that was the stipulation. But if he doesn't stipulate, then he's I have to pay. Because he means to say, yeah, I gave you permission to rip my shirt, and you're going to pay for it. Comes the Gemara and says, Ba'irabah. How do you look at an Eved? Do you look at an Eved as a regular human being? Therefore, he should have removed it. Therefore, if he didn't remove it and he died, you'll be patur. Or do you look at it like his begid? And therefore, if something happened to him, he's got to pay. Just like you pay for the begid. If you want to say it's like Gufo, because really the Ebed has da'at. And therefore, if he didn't take the call off his heart, it's his fault. Therefore, you're going to be patur, shorobahu. What are you going to say about an ox? Because an ox doesn't have da'at to take the coal off its back. And therefore, if you want to say an Ebed has da'at, but a shor does not. So the Gemara says, you're right. Hadar, pashta, avdo, kegufo, shoro, Eved is like a regular goof And therefore if you put a, sh- a coal on an Eved And he dies You're patur, you should have taken it off But if you put it on a shor, shor is mamon Therefore if you damage it Or something happened to it You have to pay, you can't say the shor should have taken it off He's a shor, he has no da'at We begin the third perik a guy puts his kad, kad we'll call it what, a jug, he leaves it in the Rishut Arabim. Another guy came, and he tripped on it. Veshavra, and he broke it. <coughs> patur. Okay, we can understand why he's patur, because the guy had no right to put it there in the Rishut Arabim. So you can't obligate me for paying for something that you shouldn't have put there in the first place. Vimuzakba, but if he got damaged by it, geez, as he was walking, he tripped on it, he got hurt by it. Okay, also makes sense to us. The owner of the barrel has got to pay. You put your barrel in there to shoot to the beam, it's a damage, it's a board. And therefore you damage somebody else, so therefore he has to pay. Now you see right away, it should bother you, that the Mishnah is using different terminologies over here. And the Gemara begins. Patah bekad v'siyem bechabit you started off and then at the end of the Mishnah it says Habit is a big barrel Kad is a small jug what's going on over here now the Gemara asks a similar question from somewhere else we went to another Mishnah two guys walking in the Rishut Rabim they both have permission to walk there this guy's walking with his barrel this guy's walking with his beam if this guy's bar, uh, card, jug, broke by this guy's kura, he's patur. Because they both had rights to walk there. Again, 
ואתר בחבית, וסיים בכד, again you have one Mishnah that opens with one and closes with another. Third question. We learned in the Mishnah. If one guy has a habit of yain, habit is a big uh, barrel. And this guy's got a small jug of honey. Okay? The honey is more expensive than the wine. Oh, you jumped the habit now. If the habit of Devash got cracked and started to leak, the shafach zeyeno, so the wine guy wanted to be a good citizen. So he emptied his wine out in order to catch the Devash. Now he wants to get paid for his wine. He only gets paid for his work, for his efforts. He cannot charge him for the wine. But again, you see in this Mishnah, Patah Bekad, the CM Behabit. Again, it uses both terminologies. Amara Papa, Hainu Kad, Hainu Habit. You know what? Those are two synonyms. They're interchangeable. Don't worry about it. Kad equals Habit, Habit equals Kad. The mind of Kamina. So then what's enough Kamina in the terminologies? The nafkamina will be in business. How? Which means, there will be no nafkamina in business if in a place where they call a kar a kar and a habit and a habit, there's no she'ila. If a guy goes to the store and asks for a habit, he's got to get a habit. And if they give him a kad, it's no sale. I don't need a Gemara to tell me that. That's Pashut. Lot Tzerikha, you know what the Hadush is. Derubah, Tarola lechada chada. Ul habita, habita. The majority of people call a kad a kad. It's a place. Well, the majority of people call kad a kad. And call a habit a habit. Ve'ikanameh, but there's some people as well, they karu la habida kada, ul kada habita. So again, you're in a place where the majority call the habita habita and a kada kada. But there's some people that interchange the terminologies. I might have think when I come to the store, and I ask the guy for a habit, so he's got to give me a habit the way the majority of people call this item a habit. Instead, he gives me a kad. Oh, now he's giving me something that's not according to the majority of terminology, people. Can I return it? Never rule. When it comes to money, all sales final. You can't come along and tell me, hey, I told you I wanted a, uh, a habit, and you gave me a kad. I say, yes. There are some people in this town that call a habit a kad. Or a kad a habit. Therefore, I gave you what you asked for. 
you want to come along now and say no sale, Hamotzi mechavero Prove to me otherwise. For example, a guy goes to the market. I want to buy an ox. Okay. He gives him an ox. He sells him a wild, goring ox. Guy comes back and says, Hey, what kind of business is this? What am I going to do with a wild, goring ox? Well, what did you buy it for? What do you mean? I bought it for what the majority of people buy oxen for. To work the field. I cannot work the field with this. Oh, sorry, I thought you were buying it for shechita. That's why I sold it to you. Yeah, but that's the minority of people. Sorry, prove it. Therefore, all sales final. Bimamon en hulchim achar harov. Look at the bottom Rashi on the Amud Rishon. Lemeka omemkar. Shibiyada mocher latetlo ezeshirtse. Since Kad and Habit are interchangeable, the seller can give him whatever he wants. That you should know in, in business, it's interchangeable. Therefore, <coughs> whatever the guy asks for, you can give him the other item, even though Habit is mashma. Gedolah, he can give him a kad, which is a kitana. So to that, the Gemara said, what's the case? If it's a case where they don't call it that, so how can he give it to him? Which means, if it's a case where everybody calls habits, habits, and kats, kats, what do you mean? You can't give it to him, because they don't call it that. And the Hadush is in a case where the majority of people call habits, habits, and kats, kats. The minority interchange them. The guy came along to the store... Please, I'd like a habit. He gave him a kad. All sales final. You know why? Bimamon en hulchim achar harov. When it comes to monetary things, you don't go after the rov. And therefore, what? He's coming along and saying, hey, I asked for a habit. The majority of people don't call this thing you gave me a habit. But the minority do. Take a walk. We don't go after the rov. Bring me, you prove to me that, that that's what you wanted. Since you can't prove it, you cannot ask for your money back. continues. What's the case? Guy stuck his barrel and shoot at a beat. Guy went, tripped on the barrel. The Shavra is Patur. We understand why it's Patur. Because you had the right to put your barrel in the Neshut Rabim. Gemara says, oh, not so fast. Am I Patur? Why is he Patur? Watch where you're walking. Remember we learned already, Adam Mu'ad Olam. A person always has to be on guard. So you can't come along and say, oh, I was walking in the Rabim. Uh, sorry, uh, I didn't realize. What do you mean you didn't realize? The onus is not on the one that put the barrel there. The onus should be on the one that was walking. He should have paid attention as he was walking. So we have a three answers to this. First answer. The whole Rishut Rabim is filled with barrels. And therefore, he had nowhere to go. 
Where's he going to walk? He's allowed to walk in the Shudra Rabin. So, since the whole Shudra Rabin was covered with barrels, he has no choice but to break it. That's why he's patur. Second answer. Shmuel Amar, It was in darkness. When do we say he should have looked? In the daytime. But at night, it's not his fault. Third answer, it's at a corner where you couldn't anticipate it, which means the second the guy turns the corner, the barrel's there. So even if he's paying attention, it comes from a blind, a blind spot. Therefore, he's going to be patur. Amara papa, lo daika matnitin, ela o kishmuel o kerbiyohanan. The Mishnah only makes sense according to either Shemuel, what was Shemuel's answer, Ba'afila, or according to Rabbi Yohanan, in the corner. Why? The Ikirav, because if it's going like Rav, that says the whole Rishut Rabbim is filled with barrels. My Irian Nitkal. Why did the Mishnah say if he tripped and broke a barrel? Since the whole Shuta Rabim is covered in barrels, he's even allowed to break it on purpose. Nitkal is mashma by mistake. If the whole thing is covered with barrels, the deen is you can even break it. I'm allowed to walk in the Shuta Rabim. You're right. The Mishnah could have said Shavar. The high diktani nitkal, aidi the ba'ed limitni sefa. Since in the end of the Mishnah it says, the im huzakva ba'al habit hayab ben isko, davka nitkal. If he gets damaged, the ba'al of the habit has to pay him, that's only if he tripped on it. About shavar lo. But if he broke it and got damaged, then he doesn't have to pay. My ta'ma. Who does he can Because the guy can tell him you did it to yourself. So therefore the Mishnah uses nitkal for the sefa. Because the sefa's deen is only binitkal. Where he gets damaged, it's only where he did it by mistake. Comes the Gemara and says, Katani Resha nitkal. That's why the Resha says the word nitkal. Period. Rabbi Abba Lerav Asher. Hachi Amri b'ma'araba m'shemed Rabbi Uda. Totally no answer. It's not the way of people to pay attention on the roads. Therefore, even if it's in the day, I'm going to tell you the guy's patur. You know why? Because you don't have to expect people when they're walking in the street to pay attention to these stumbling blocks that they didn't expect there. Therefore, he's coming to answer much different. According to the first answers, the assumption is he's got to pay attention. He's saying, no. To pay attention on the derachim. Therefore, even in daylight, even if it's not in Kedin Zavit, even if the whole Yishut Rabim is not filled with barrels, indeed he's going to be patur. Good? Good. There was a story 
in the city of Nehardea. Like this, Vihayev Shimuel. Where a guy was walking in the Rishut Rabbim, and what? He was Nitkal. Shimuel said, You gotta pay. He broke the guy's barrel. He told him, You should have paid attention. He made him pay. The Pumpedita, Vihayev, Nava. And in Pumpedita, and Rabbah also made him pay. Gemara says, Mishnah ma Shemuel Kishmarteh. Shemuel's following his opinion. Shemuel said the only time he's patuun is if it happened at night. But if it happened in the day, you should have paid attention. So I understand Shemuel's ruling. The reason why I said you have to pay is because he holds. You got to pay attention. El Rabbah, lema Kishmuel's firaleh. But what's Rabbah's problem? Why did Rabbah say he has to pay? Does he hold like Shemuel? Amar Papa? No. Karna de Atzra Have. Oh. We're talking about over here, it was on a corner. Normally, what do we say on a corner? Patur. Because you don't have to anticipate that there's going to be something on the corner. It's hard to watch out. But this was talking about it was the pressing season. The Atzra is the time of the pressing where it's normal for people to line up and put their barrels by the pressing house in order to fill it up with the oil. Therefore, during that season, you have to anticipate it. Since they place their barrels, they should have paid attention, which means really Rabbi agrees that normally guys to pay attention in the Rishut Rabim. Oh, so then why in this case did he say Hayaf? You know why? It was on a corner. What do you mean? I thought you told me corner, you patur. Because how is he going to pay attention? Now you should have known because it was the season where people normally put their barrels, lining it up to take it to the, to the pressing place. So therefore when you turn the corner, you should have known, hey, there's going to be barrels over here. You didn't pay attention, you broke it. He is going to be Hayaf. Shalach le Rav Story. Hare Amru. The rabbis taught us. Lidkuba Shalosh. We're talking about payments over here. When you embarrass somebody, how much do you have to pay? Well, depending on how you damage him, the embarrassment can be more or less. So the first thing he says, Lidkuba. Shalosh. What is Lirkubah Shalosh? Rashi. Hare Amru Lirkubah Shalosh. Min haga dayanim ligbot min abbo'et et habero ba'arkubato shil bo'et. You're kicking a guy in his knees or in his thighs. Shalosh shalaim. Because when you kick a guy, that's more embarrassing than if you just pushed him with your hands. Guys coming at you, you could have just pushed him away like this. Instead you kicked him. That's more embarrassing. The price of bullshit is three coins. Okay? Ul be'ita hamesh. Be'ita baregel. Oh. The first case is you, you hit him with your thigh. You hit him with your knee. Yeah. It's like you, you need the guy away. All right, that's three. If you kick them at your leg, berita, that's already five. Ulsan Sanokeret, Shaloshisne. What's Sanokeret? Ukafshil Hamor. 
you took the saddle of the donkey and you hit the guy with it, that's a bigger busha. That you had a 13. The fadna de mara, that's like with the handle of the of the hoe, of the shovel. Ul kufina de mara. Kufina de mara is like the actual axe head itself. My. So he asked him, Rabbi, how much is the bullshit on those items? I know these items already. He had the standard chart already. But I don't know if you hit him with the axe handle or the metal, what's the busha? Shalach <coughs> leh. So Rav Nachman says back to Rav Hasda. Hista, hista. Kansa kamagbit bebavil. Are you charging Knas in Bavel? Which means, we learned earlier in Bavel, the rabbis were not considered simuchin, or expert, enough to charge Knas. Bullshit is a Knas. And therefore, he says, what are you saying to him? You ask me prices? You're charging Knas in Bavel? Emali gufad de'uvda hechiyabai. Do me a favor. Tell me exactly the case. Tell me exactly the story so I can know what happened. Shalakhle. Dahu garguta de betre. What is a garguta? A water cistern that was partners with two people. Two people had a partnership on a water cistern. Nechol yoma havedili had minayu. They would alternate. Sunday one guy would draw water, the next day the other guy would draw water. That a alternating system. Guy came and he started to draw water on not his day. Amarlis, the other guy comes over and says, Hey, Yomadi Hava. Hey fella, get out of here. This is my day. La Ashgahbe. He didn't pay attention to him. Shakal panda de mara. So he took the uh, the stick of the axe, mahya, and he hit him with it. Amarle, so he told him, mea pande be panda le mahya. So he told him such a thing, mea pande be panda le mahya. Rashi. He should have hit him a hundred times. You're asking me how much he has to pay? He's right. The guy's taking his water. Therefore, look at the Vashon. He should have hit him a hundred times with the wood. What do you mean? Does that mean you could take the law into your own hands? So the Gemara says yes. Because we have a machloket. Let's talk outside for a minute. Are you allowed to take the loan to your own hands? The guy owes you money. Could you just go to the guy's house, grab the money, or take him to bed? So there's a big machloket, imadan dan din le nafsho. But we're going to see, everybody agrees, where there's a loss of money, everybody agrees you can take the loan to your own hands. Here, there's going to be a loss of money. Because if this guy's going to take the water, there might not be any water left for you. So what's going to happen to go to bed now? There's no more water. So therefore, you have to stop them immediately. Oh, what do you say? You know what? Don't take the loan to your hands. What do you want me to do? I go to Betin, by the time I get to Betin, this guy took all the water already. Now he's going to say, oh, sorry, there's no more water. And you know what? I might not even know how much water he took from me, because nobody means to know how much water he took. 
So then in that case, even the one that says you don't take the law into your own hands, says in this case, you can. And the Gemara says, Afilu leman de'amar, lo avid inish dinal avid inish there's no loss, meaning you go to Betin. Right, some happened. So you know what? Let Betin take care of it. All it's going to be is a delay. But it's not going to cause a loss. Rav Yudaba lo avid inish dina lenafshe. Why? Tekeman deleka peseda lizil kamed dayana. Go in front of judges. That's what Torah's law is. Go in front of the dayanim. Right? Rav Nachman Amar avid inish dina lenafshe. Tekeman de bedin avid lo tarach. Hey, listen. What do I got in my to go to bedin? I know I'm right. I'm taking away my. I'm taking my stuff back. No problem. Right? Mativ Rav Kahana, so Rav Kahana has a question. Ben Barak Barak Omer, Al tekanes lachatzer chaverka, Liton et shelcha, Shelo bershut. You're not allowed to go into your friend's domain to take your item without his permission. Why? Shem metre adav keganav. Why? Because you might look like a thief to him. Don't, don't sneak in don't sneak in the middle of the night to the guy's uh, backyard to retrieve your own stuff. Because, buddy, it's You might look like a uh, ganav. So what, what do you want me to do, Rabbi? No problem. Ela shevore chinav. Go break his teeth. Ve'emor lo sheli aninotel. Go in midday, grab the guy and say, it's my stuff. So you see Ben Bagbag is saying, avid inish, dinalinafsheh. And there's no loss, you could have went to Bedin. So you see that while we're asking a question according to the Mandamad that says, Lo Avid Inish Ben Bagbad says, Go break the guy's teeth and take it from him. What's he saying? You think that he's with you? Which is, you think that that's a, you think that's a question? You think you have a question with you? And Mecha, you think you have a question with you? Ben Bagbag Yehidaahu. Here's one opinion. All the rabbis argue on Ben Bagbag. So don't bring me a question from Ben Bagbag. He's not Yahid. Rabbi Yanayamar. No, no problem, Ben Bagbag. My Shevorit Shinav. You know what it said? Break his teeth? Bedin. It meant break his teeth in court. Take him to court. Ah, no good. It should say, and they tell him, meaning the judges. Furthermore, it should say, his. Gemara says, you're right. Kasha. Baruch Amen.